2: and you're listening to the Mavs Step Back podcast. How's it
3: going, everybody? Welcome in to another episode of the Mavs Step Back podcast. This is the latest installment of Mavs Step Back live here on Spotify live. Uh, we got a lot to talk a lot to talk about today. The Mavs they closed out the Utah Jazz uh, in Game Six. It was one of those that had you. You know, just holding on to your butts until the <laughs> until the very end uh, of the game. It was it was an ugly game. Uh, the Mavs they were down by twelve at halftime. It seemed like they just I, I don't I don't want to say that they were uninterested. I think it was you know it was more just like low energy and uh, you got the altitude in Utah to, that you had to factor into it over the the course of the series. Uh, there's a lot of stuff you can talk about there but they just look they look kind of tired uh, but they they came through in the second half Luca had a fantastic third quarter and him and Jalen Brunson combined they both scored 24 points apiece so they scored 48 of the Mavs uh, 98 points last night so nearly half of the points came from just those two uh, Brunson capped off one of the best Mavs uh, playoff series ever statistically. Uh, he was amazing. So uh, that was a really good thing to see in that first-round series, him taking the next step, especially right before, you know, he's going to be an unrestricted free agent, made himself a little bit of extra money uh, with his performance against the Jazz. And, you know, I'm just – I just can't – I can't say enough how happy I am that the Mavs didn't ruin my weekend by making – you know, by having a game seven <clears throat> on Saturday – I just, I was telling everybody I talked to, like, I, I really just don't need this to happen <laughs> and ruin my weekend. We get a stress free weekend. Uh, we get to watch, you know, the, the Grizzlies and Timberwolves tonight. Uh, if, if the Timberwolves win, there will be a game seven on Sunday. And then I believe the only other game this weekend is the Celtics and Bucks uh, game one of their first round series that's on noon on Sunday. And then the Mavs. And they move on to round two and face the Phoenix Suns on Monday night. first two games will be in Phoenix. Uh, and it's a team that they've struggled against in, in the past. But, you know, the this Mavs team right now is a different team than, you know, regular season and in the postseason. Even before all that, you know, they still played the Phoenix Suns extremely close. All three games were decided by single digits. Uh, the Mavs had leads in all those games. Two of them they had leads late and they just weren't able to close out, you know, against Chris Paul and the Sun. So I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm not ready to, you know, predict that the Mavs are going to win the series, but you know, I could very easily see this series go in six or seven games, especially if Brunson continues to play the way he did in this first round against the Utah Jazz. You know Luca's going to do his thing. He's got a couple extra days to rest now. And, you know, they're not going to be playing in Utah. So uh, I think they have a lot of things working for him. You know, Devin Booker, even though he's back, he's still, you know, having to deal with that hamstring injury a little bit. And him going up against, you know, the, the Mavs perimeter defenders, most most namely Dorian Finney-Smith and Reggie Bullock, you know, they're not going to make it easy on him. So he's going to have to work for everything. Uh CP3, he's going to turn 37 this upcoming week, and he had to play nearly 40 minutes a game for six games in that first round series against the Pelicans. So that's something to keep an eye on. You know, will he get tired at some point or will he just keep, you know, defying Father Time and (laughs) putting up these insane numbers? He had 33 points, uh, perfect from the field. I forgot, I think it was 14 of 14 from the field in that closeout game against the Pelicans in Game 6. So, uh, okay, so I, I just laid out a lot there. I've got my guy, Grant Afseth, uh, my colleague at DallasBasketball.com. He's with me. Uh, you can find both of us on Twitter. at I'm at Dalton underscore Trig, Grant's at Grant Afseth on Twitter. But, Grant, how you doing today? First, I want to get your thoughts on a couple of different things. We'll start off with the Jazz Series. I mean, Overall, what are your your final closing thoughts on what we witnessed as the the Mavs beat the Jazz in six games?
4: Yeah, I think uh, the main thing is that, uh, just like you said, I'm very glad that we don't have to deal with the Game 7. It's a lot uh, uh, better to have a couple days to look forward to the next series for sure. I think, uh, you know, just looking back at the uh, um, Game 7, I think it was interesting to see Spencer Dinwiddie kind of of have a back, a bounce back performance with 19 points, make four threes. Um, that was something that stuck out. I think, uh, playing Josh Green two minutes was another, uh, thing, uh, kind of shortening the rotation in a sense, same with Davis Bertans. Um, you know, just seeing Jalen Brunson continue to live up, uh, to big moments with 24 points. I think that was, uh, you know, very interesting, uh, development as well. I think, uh, um, you know, just the Suns as a matchup will be interesting to think about as well because DeAndre Ayton is a lot more capable with the basketball in his hands than uh, Rudy Gobert. So, uh, you know, just looking forward to seeing a different team that offers different style and um, how they match up for sure.
3: Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, I the Spencer Dinwiddie thing, I was so happy to see him finally – have a good shooting game. Like he he did some good things throughout the series and he hit some big shots, you know, uh, in that game where they, I think it was game three, you know, he had a really clutch shot down the stretch in Utah that helped the Mavs. It put them up 10 late and they went on to win that game and go up two one before Luca even stepped foot on the court. So that was huge. He had some big moments, but his shoot and hit four of seven from three, that was huge. I mean it, it was it was very overdue. Like I know I know he struck, I know he struggled a lot in Washington and I know his efficiency was you know pretty bad during that stretch and we figured he'd come down from uh, the excellent shooting that he showed towards the end of the regular season uh, with, uh, with the Mavs after the trade. but you know I, we figured it would come down, but we didn't figure it would be that bad. <laughs> in the playoffs so uh for him to finally have a good shooting game maybe it will you know maybe it'll carry over into the phoenix series and we'll we'll see him kind of get back to a little bit closer to what we saw at the end of the regular season and is i think there's something to be said for you know how different this mavs team is now compared to when they played uh the suns earlier in the year because two times they played them you know, it was uh, Luca was out with an ankle injury. Uh, they still had KP, so the Suns they would, you know, they would abuse that matchup. <laughs> They'd get the switch, and CP three would just have a field day uh, with with KP there. And then the the last matchup against the Suns was shortly after uh, the trade, I believe, or, or I can't. Well, I have to look and see. It, it was before they got established. I'll say that. And they lost. They ended up losing by eight, even though they had a lead uh, late in the fourth. They just crumbled down the stretch. So, with the way the Mavs have played in the second half of the season, they've gotten big win after big win. Uh, And then they went into Utah, had a 2-1 lead without Luka, and then finished things off when Luka came back. I just, I don't know. I'm have being cautiously optimistic. I'm not gonna go out here and say the Mavs are gonna win the series, but I'm cautiously optimistic and you know, I think they'll be able to give I think they'll be able to give the the Suns everything they can handle in the second round series. But man, what a what a burden lifting off lifted off of this team's shoulders. Like I know Luca's only this is only his fourth season, you know, so to him it's not like he's he has a eleven year playoff series win drought, but You know, stuff like that hovers over the franchise, even if the players haven't been – all the players have been a part of it for that long. You know, that stuff weighs on you. So for them to finally get over that hump and, you know, to to finally move on and say, okay, we won in the first round. Now let's go out there. We're going to play with no pressure now. You know, (laughs) they're playing against the best team in the NBA – they should, you know, they're the underdogs for sure in this series. I, I highly doubt anybody's going to pick the Mavs uh, in the national media, except maybe Nick Wright. Uh, you know, so I, they have that working for them in this series. They'll be the underdogs. No pressure. Just go out there and see what happens. So, I'm cautiously optimistic. I, I love that it's you know Phoenix Dallas, just like the old days. And you know, old days. I'm talking mid two thousands, which I know. I know that's not really old days for a lot of people, but, uh, <clears throat> I'm just, I'm very happy to have that little bit of nostalgia working for us. And I think Luca and Jalen Brunson versus CP three and Booker and those guys, I, I think it's just going to end up being a very, a very, uh, fun series. So, all right, Jay pry, I'm going to bring you up here and guys, if y'all want to talk again, just send a speaker request, uh, put it on mute until we get you up here. And, uh, you know, we'll just roll through these uh, as many as I can get in the next, you know, twenty-five, thirty minutes. So, Jay Pry, what's up, man? How you doing?
5: Doing pretty good. How are you, Dalton?
3: Man, I, I'm doing. I'm doing really good. Like I said, I, I'm just. I'm so relieved. I, I desperately did not want that series to go to seven games, <laughs> mainly because I selfishly wanted to enjoy my weekend. <laughs>
2: yeah,
5: not, I did and not
3: have to worry about it. So I'm just. I'm just thrilled that they closed it out in six last night.
5: Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah, it was uh, it, it was very stressful there at the end. Um, and, you know, I saw some folks on uh, on Mav's Twitter who were um, upset with the defense at the end. And I mean, I was, too. I definitely think that we shouldn't have had uh, either Luca or Dinwiddie out there. Um, I think that we should have had better def- our best five defenders, whoever that be in Jason Kidd's eyes um, out there. But, you know, it worked out. And, you know, there were so many ghost fouls down the stretch that donovan mitchell was getting and uh even that last play clarkson pushed um uh pushed bullock into Dinwiddie um for that closeout it was just the basketball god saying look y- you guys have been screwed over enough so um, i'm pretty satisfied with the win i'm excited to get to play phoenix and i agree with you i don't think that there's any pressure um the Discussions of Luca can't get past the first round are no longer a thing, um, as well as nobody really expects us to win this one. Um, I I know um, the ESPN guys are already saying that we're going to lose in five or six. Um, so, you know, I, I think that we go in there, we we uh, play some screw-it basketball, uh, you know, just uh, what was it that Kurt called it yesterday, some YOLO basketball and uh, get some wins and maybe maybe turn the tides, you know, if we can get hot.
3: Well, and I mean, we, we know what this team is capable of doing, you know, against anybody. We've seen right. they, they've beaten pretty much every single team except for the Suns. Yet, like I said, it's, you know, it's a different team now. So mm-hmm. I, I think they can beat the Suns team. And the fact that, the, you know, the Suns, everybody thought they might end up, you know, sweeping or at least gentlemen sweeping the, the Pelicans. And the Pelicans came out there and they played them hard. I mean, oh, yeah. they, 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 they gave them a tough fight. For six games and you know
5: with Booker there's uh, a lot of weaknesses too
3: yeah yeah you know they they exposed some things that the Mavs can take advantage of in this second round series and you know uh you know with Booker out it put more of a strain on CP3 and he was still good you know especially in the closeout game but he was good with um even with Booker out but you know that put an extra strain on him he's not getting any younger so right You know, I'm not going to jinx it and CP3 come out and average 40 points a game in this next series and just not get tired at all. But, you know, I just uh, I I think that they're more equipped now to beat the Suns than they were when they played them the three times earlier this season. And look, if they can just go into Phoenix, I mean, you know, it's going to be tough games either way. But if they can just go into Phoenix and get one game, Mm -hmm. you know, you're you're not you're not favored to win the the series. You're not, uh, you're not going to be favored to win either of these first two games on the road, but if you can go and play them tough and get just one game on the road and come back to Dallas, you know, tied one, one, anything can happen.
5: right. And uh, there, I will say, you know, don't get me wrong, nothing against Phoenix fans, but their crowd is not what Utah's crowd is. I mean, there were points in the game last game, and even in that, uh, that game four that, uh, was kind of stolen from, from us, um, that man, Utah's crowd is hostile. Like, and it makes sense because it's the only like pro sport that they have in that area. But, um, you know, I I don't think that the atmosphere will be quite as hostile in a Phoenix uh, as it was in like a Utah, you know. So I, I think that there is an opportunity for us to, you know, kind of steal one of those games, uh, one of those early on games. And yeah, if we go back to Dallas 1-1 and, you know, if we're able to capitalize, you know, we might blink and then it's 3-1. And then but we're I'm getting too ahead of myself. I'm sorry. <laughs> well,
3: you You, you, you use the word hostile. And I think that's, you know, I think that's accurate. I was thinking of another word. Uh, that, you know, might make you, uh, <laughs> I don't want to say all Utah fans are, are like this, but, you know, uh, there's been some uh, some reports of, you know, some racist stuff that goes on there, too. Yeah, uh, I yeah. mean, I, uh,
5: I was trying not to go that route, but, yeah. yeah
3: look, <laughs> look, like I said, that, that might make some Utah fans mad, because obviously, you know, everybody's not like that. That's Utah. Right. You know, there, there's some great Jazz fans, but, you know, you've seen some reports and, you know, you see how uh, how Luca reacted to the fans after they closed it out last night. He was pissed off and, you know, telling them bye bye and waving at it. I mean, it, there's some stuff that gets said there that really that really irks people. So yeah, some, just, some things that shouldn't be that.
5: repeated in the Mormon church for sure.
3: Right. Yeah. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. But, you know, we'll, we'll just call it hostile like you said. Yeah,
5: there we go. But uh, All right, Well, I appreciate your time, Dalton.
3: Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for joining me. Of course. All right. I see Grant is back in the room here. Let's try to add him back and see if that audio is fixed. Uh-oh. Failed to send invite. Okay, well, uh, does anybody else have any questions or want to talk about either the Jazz series and how the Mavs closed it out? Or... Previewing the uh, the Mavs Suns thing because honestly my plan was to go back and forth with Grant for most of this, and uh, we're having some audio issues there. Okay, I do see do have one speaker request here. Okay, I'm just gonna uh, Big Shot Pod. Well, what's your what's, what's your name? Hey, what's up, Dalton? It's uh, Chaba. Chaba, okay, sweet. So
2: you can, yeah, you can just call me Big Shot Pod. <laughs> yeah, okay. um,
3: that's cool. Yeah,
2: I I was just saying, I'm feeling pretty comfortable going against the Suns. You know, earlier this season, they were made out to be these unbeatable monsters. I mean, people were talking about them like they were the Golden State Warriors. But, you know, I think the Pelicans really exposed the Suns, showing that, you know, without, you know, if you take Booker out and Chris Paul, you know, they're the only two that can really create their own shot reliably for the Suns. So I think that we should attack Booker and that leg, obviously not to injure him, but just, you know, to make him a liability if he is still injured. Um, but yeah, I mean, if we keep shooting the way we've been shooting, defending, I think Reggie Bullock and, uh, Dorian, as long as they keep shooting around that like 40% mark, I think that will be good. Um, um, I think Dorian should probably be on Chris Paul cause he has length and I know Dorian isn't as good at uh, guarding, you know, smaller players, but Chris Paul, he's slower and, you know, he's not the typical point guard uh, in today's day. So I think that Dorian can really keep up with him, And I think that we should put Reggie on uh, Booker cause he's better at guarding that type of player Um and then, you know, our specialty is guarding the three, and that's the Suns' specialty, you know, offensively is shooting threes and jumpers. So, you know, I think that we're going to really match up well with the Sun. so I'm feeling pretty comfortable.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not one of those things where, you know, like I said, the Mavs aren't going to be favored to win it, but it's not one of those things where you're going into it thinking, oh, well, you know, the Suns are going to run the Mavs off the court, especially after what we witnessed you know, how New Orleans played against them. So, uh, you know, the Mavs are capable of doing it. It just depends. We know Luka is going to do his thing. Uh, We know that, you know, with Jalen Brunson's newfound confidence, I think it's safe to say that he's probably going to do his thing too.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
3: The thing is it's the same thing that it, that it is every year. What is Luka going to get from his supporting cast? You know, he got plenty of uh plenty of help in the in the first round against the Jazz. Uh you know, what's he going to get in the second round? Are guys still going to, you know, hit shots? Is the team defense still going to you know be uh swarming the way it is? I mean, What's he going to get from these guys? That's what's going to determine if they have a legit shot of beating the Suns or not. Because, you know, one thing that's on my mind that I've been thinking of, and maybe maybe it won't be a factor uh, in this series, but, you know, Dorian Finney's... They're just playing so many minutes. Like... (laughs) At what point is uh is that going to take a toll on them, or is it going to take a toll? You know, uh, Dorian Finney Smith played like forty seven minutes in at least three or four games in this series, and he I don't think he played any less than forty four uh in any of the games. So, and Reggie Bullock kind of the same way. And then Jason Kidd said in Game Six, you know, that he was quote unquote sick as a dog and still played through it. So. You know, these guys are playing a ton of minutes. I know it's the playoffs, and, you know, that's that's kind of normal, especially for some of your main guys. But, you know, I'm kind of wondering at what point, like, is, is this going to eventually take a toll on them? And even if they did get past the second round, like, you still have the conference finals and potentially the finals. Like, at, at what point does it, you know, get to the point where it's like, okay, they're too tired and, you know, luca has got to do it all and they start missing a bunch of shots and everything. So, what do you think? I mean, do you do you think these minutes for for Dorian and Reggie and, you know, the rest of the guy, do you think it's gonna end up catching up to him or you think they can play through it?
2: Well, Mark Stein, I think it was yesterday or the day before, he said he spoke to Dorian and he brought up, you know, all the minutes he's been playing and if it was affecting him and he said that Dorian just scoffed and he was basically disgusted at the question and offended. Um, you know, he said that he could keep going. So, you know, these guys are you know, these guys are tough Dorian. He's been playing, you know, I mean, we've relied a lot on Dorian throughout the years. So I think he's kind of used to the heavy load. The only one that I'm really worried about when it comes to minutes is Maxi Kleba. Um, but you know, I, like I said, I think, and you know, our small, small ball lineup, I think will do well. Uh, Deandre Ayton is obviously not Rudy Gobert. Um, but I still think that we can expose them, you know, on the offensive side. Um, you know it's just going to be defensively you know that's really where we're going to hurt at is you know rim protection but um like I said their their specialty is threes and jumpers and we're the best team in the NBA when it comes to defending the 3 I mean if you just watch we completely just swarm that three point line as soon as the ball you know goes beyond the arc uh to a player so you know I'm feeling really confident um I think it is going to go 6 7 games I'm not just being a homer. I think that, you know, the Mavs are going to win, you know, this team just feels different. You know, it feels, um, you know, it just feels like everything is clicking, everything is going right. Uh, And, you know, we have the best player in every series. Um, So, you know, I'm feeling really confident. No one can stop Luca. So if anything, a guy like Mikael Bridges is, he's the one who's going to tire out too. Um so yeah, so I mean I'm I'm feeling really good and you know Jason Kidd he's I don't know what he tells his tells these guys at halftime but I mean they always seem to turn it around. So yeah, this team is just built different and you know I'm I'm feeling really confident. I don't want to be overly confident but you know I am feeling really comfortable with this series. You know, it's not if he would have told me that we had to play the Suns like two well not even like four months ago, back in December or early January, I would have been like, damn, we're screwed. But (laughs) this team is completely different. And, you know, we never played the Suns when we were this team, you know, we played them, you know, a long time ago and we were a completely different team. And when we were struggling Uh, and (laughs) when we were all bitching and complaining on Kirk's green room uh, after the games, but, you know, yeah, this team is really different and, you know, I feel really confident and I'm not too worried about the minutes at least for our key defenders. Um, you know, I think Luca probably might have to get out of the game a couple times, you know, to get a breather because, especially against the Jazz here, he did look a little gassed. Um, but that's probably just because he was, you know, coming back from an injury and he had to sit out for a little bit. But yeah, I'm feeling really confident.
3: Well, and playing playing in Phoenix again, you know, just the you know the altitude standpoint of it, I feel like it's going to be a little bit easier playing Phoenix than it is in, in Utah. So. I think that'll help Luca a little bit, and you know, to to the couple of points you made here with Jason Kidd, I really like how you know during the regular season there were times where he just like refused to take a timeout, (laughs) and it really, it it really annoyed the fan base. And it's just like, man, why don't you know you can't take them with you? Why don't you use them? And you know, he took some really good timeouts in this Utah series. When, When yeah, I was
2: about to say that.
3: Yeah, like when, when things started to go south and you, you kind of felt like the Mavs were losing momentum, like it just seemed like he was calling timeouts at the perfect time. He was calming the guys down. They'd come back out after those timeouts and, you know, make the right play and get back on track. So he's done a very good job there. Uh, you know, another thing that's interesting going into this this Phoenix series, because I mean, I don't think there's much that the Mavs are going to be able to do with DeAndre Ayton except just hope he misses. I mean, you know, Maxi, uh, you know, if they just put him on him, maybe he can make a few plays here and there defensively. But overall, I just think Ayton has been so good in the postseason compared to you know in the regular season. I don't know if there's anything they can do with him, but you know, I'm I'm very interested in seeing if the Mavs, uh, you know, deploy that three guard lineup of Luca. Uh, Denwitty and Brunson like they did last night in game six. You know, when the Jazz went small, they started to make, you know, a little bit of a run. First, the first the Mavs started to cut into that lead in the third quarter, and they were coming back. And then, you know, the Jazz tried to counter with that small ball lineup to try and regain some momentum. And then Jason Kidd went to his small ball lineup with, you know, led by Luka, Denwitty, and Brunson. And it was spectacular. And it got, it got Dinwiddie going for the first time all series, too. So, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm interested in seeing if they do that a little bit more against the Suns, uh, and, you know, just see where it goes from there. Cause, you know, you can let Aiton do, do his thing and he's going to get his numbers and all that. But, you know, if, uh, if they can do that three guard lineup and get more threes than the Suns do, you know, th- <laughs> three points is better than two points. So, I'm not saying they just need to shoot threes the entire series, but, you know, if they can kind of limit the Suns and, you know, shoot a little bit more threes than they do like they did in that Utah series, they'll be good. Uh, But I appreciate it, man. Thanks for joining me. Uh, I'm going to get Davis up here, return guest. What's up, man? How you doing? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. What you got for me today? all right guys we had a little bit of uh, uh, some tef- all right guys we had some technical difficulties with our green room today. I did have another guest up uh, Davis and he talked for a little bit but you know some of the audio just wasn't you know able to be recovered uh, but here is the, the second half of that uh, sorry for the inconvenience but I, I kept as much of it as I could. Yeah, I mean you're right. I mean, it's overall, you know, if both teams, if both teams are completely healthy and you know there's no uh, injury issues with Booker and all that stuff. I mean, I, I do agree that it's it's kind of a, you know, it's one of the worst matchups for the Mavs. But especially, and somebody mentioned it in the chat uh, earlier. You know, the Phoenix's depth is just crazy. <laughs> like their whole their whole roster is just. Uh, It's just so talented, top to bottom, and you know they they didn't play very well in that first round series against the Pelicans. So you you almost kind of wonder if there's going to be like some some uh, positive regression to the mean there with some of these guys, like Jay Crowder, who only shot I think it was what three of twenty six from three in that first round series. So that's that's something that kind of worries me Uh, because Jay Crowder he he already has a grudge against the Mavs and you know, has made that known on many occasions. Uh, so you, you got to wonder if he's going to shoot better. Uh, guys like Cameron Payne off the bench. You got JaVale McGee, who always gives the Mavs fits with his athleticism and length. Uh, you know, there, there's a lot of guys that, that could come out and make a big difference in this series. So I don't know. This is one of those things, series where I know Jason Kidd wants to keep his rotations tight you know seven and a half eight (laughs) like like what we we say seven and a half because like you got seven guys and he might throw one guy in there just for a couple of minutes but i think he's really gonna have to try to expand that a little bit in this series uh just to just to have some more bodies and to where guys just aren't completely exhausted by the time we get halfway through it so uh it'll be interesting for sure uh Aiden like I said I don't think there's much you can do with him he's really refined his game uh in a, a lot of different aspects over the last couple of years uh he's super he, he's just really good like he can hit threes too if you if you let him so uh that's going to be a problem but you know if the Mavs can hit some threes if they can uh you know utilize pick and roll and Luca's doing his thing and hitting some of those one-legged shots and can get some guys in the post. And, you know, there's a lot of different ways that the Mavs can can combat uh, some of the advantages that it would appear the Suns have. And I'm just really ready to get it started. But uh, Davis, anything else before we take off here?
1: Yeah. And to go with your expand the rotation, I think that's like only possible if green becomes like playable on offense. I think, he had like one solid offensive game against the jazz in game three. And then every other game, it, he was pretty like, I think Jason kid uh, last game, put put him and Bertans in the last minute of the first quarter. Uh, and we were, and he quickly realized that he had to play, you know, if we wanted to win this game, we had to play Reggie and, and, and Finney Smith the whole, entire game, basically, because they're like diametrically opposed uh, to each other Bertans and green. And that, Green is unplayable on offense, but really good on defense. And Breton is absolutely, you know, horrible on defense, but can provide a lot of good things on offense. Like, we just need one of those dudes to step it up on, you know, on one part of the ball. Otherwise, I think it's a seven-man rotation, um, eighth at most, depending on if Green could shoot. I just don't think, like, with the way Green has been playing, if he, you know, he's... It makes life too easy for you know the center when he can just uh kind of roam around the paint and not pay attention to green like green has to make his shots i mean
3: if if there was a way like i don't know if there's i don't know if there's any dragon ball Z fans in this in this chat or you know or anybody listening but the fusion dance if you're familiar with that if there was a way to let you know davis Bertans and Josh green do that. That would be ideal because I have a lot more confidence in Bertans, you know, getting getting some shots to go down uh than I do Josh Green yet. I have a lot more confidence in <laughs> in Josh Green's defense. Uh his versatility on that end of the court. So I kind of I kind of wish they could do that and you could get, you know, a little bit of both and you'd feel better about it, but I don't know, man. It's uh I don't know. I mean, we've we've seen it with Josh before. He's shown flashes. They're brief flashes, but we've seen flashes of what he can do. Uh, and I mean, his shot form and everything looks better this year than it has, you know, earlier in the year and even last season. Uh, I think it's just mainly a confidence thing with Josh. I, I, I don't I don't think it's anything else other than confidence because, you know, we saw it in that one game that he actually – I think he hit like three or four threes in that game. uh, Against Utah, he wasn't hesitating. Like he caught it, and he was immediately going into a shot, shooting it with confidence, and, you know, he ended up hitting some of them. But when he hesitates, even for a split second, you know, the the chances are he's going to miss it. So confidence is the biggest thing for Josh. If the Suns are going to play it the same way the Jazz did, where they're just going to leave him wide open – uh, you, you, and you know leave their leave DeAndre Ayton on him on, you know giving him a, a ton of space and all that. Josh's gonna have to take advantage or you know Bertans, you know is, he's gonna have to show something on defense one way or the other you know they're gonna have to get a little bit of something extra from some of the guys who don't normally contribute consistently you know they're, they're gonna have to get something they're gonna have to get a surprise uh, from somebody else on the roster and most likely on the bench, uh, you know, to, to, to pull out this upset against the Suns. But, look, we'll see how it goes. It's going to be a long series. Like I said, I'm just glad we have a couple of days to breathe. Thanks for joining me, Davis. I appreciate it. Um, and, you know, we'll, we get to enjoy this weekend, and then we get to come back on Monday and do it all over again. So, Thank goodness the Mavs finally got past the first round. It has been a long 11 years, guys. Like, <laughs> I, I know we've had some some good playoff moments. You know, the first ones that come to mind, you know, the Vince Carter game three in 2014 against the uh, the Spurs when they it put the Mavs up 2-1. That was such a breathtaking moment, but the Mavs ended up losing that series in seven and then, you know, the last couple of years, Luka just going nuts against the Clippers. But, you know, he had the injury in the bubble the first time. And KP had his meniscus injury. And then last year, you know, they were up 3-2 and they couldn't get it done. So there's been some bright spots. But, man, does it feel good for the Mavs to finally get over that get over that hump. And now they get to, you know, play the best team in the league with, with no pressure. Because they're the underdogs, and I, I like it that way. So, guys, I appreciate it. Thanks for coming in and listening. Uh, go leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Uh, if you do, you're automatically entered for a chance to win Mavs tickets when we do our ticket giveaways during the the regular seasons. So you could do that now, and you're automatically entered for you know any future ticket giveaways we do, as long as your your name pops up on those you know the reviews that you leave. So. Be sure to do that. Uh, Be sure to like, rate, and subscribe on all your favorite podcast platforms. We appreciate it, guys. We'll see you either Monday night or midday Tuesday uh, to recap game one of the Mavs and Sons. Appreciate it, y'all. Y'all have a good one.
6: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium?